Holy Spirit, you are with us always. You've been sent by the Father and the Son to be here, to lead us into all truth, to guide us in all that we go through, and to fill us with your presence. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would now just open our ears to hear from you, our hearts to receive, and our minds to understand. Come, Holy Spirit, come, in your fullness and in your power. Pour out your presence upon us now. Amen. Amen. In January of this year, a group of us went to be part of Team Jackie at St. Paul's Howell Hills, Howell Hill in uh, Sutton, as Jackie Pullinger was doing a teaching to the Diocese of Guildford on Everyone Has, Everyone Can, um, teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and demonstrating how to move in them. We were part of the ministry team at this two-day conference. In preparation for this conference, Bob and Yvonne did several weeks of training for those who wanted to be part of the ministry team, teaching and training and moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit as they had learned from Jackie in their many years of, of being part of her church and in her ministry team and working alongside her. Now since that time there's been a distinct increase and improvement in the people moving in the gifts of the Spirit in our regular Sunday meetings, ministry time, as well as in our midweek meetings and in our prayer meetings. Unfortunately, not everyone was able to make the training time. So I want to do a mini-series looking at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now the last time I did any teaching on the gifts of the Spirit in this church was in October and November of 2015. How many of you were in the church at that time? Huh? How many? 2015, yeah, a handful of you. Okay. How many of you can remember the teaching? Be honest. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I mean, uh, you're not the only one. You know, I'd forgotten some of it as well. So um, it is something that we always need to just refresh. You know, I thought it would be the case of not many people remembering, if any. And thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Uh, but it's always good to do repeat teachings, especially around foundational practices and beliefs. And so today we will look briefly at the various gifts. And then I'd like to look more closely at three aspects of the gifts, namely, who gives the gifts, who are the gifts given to, and why are the gifts given. Now, in the body of Christ, are we on the right, sorry, slides? There we go. So in the body of Christ, there are essentially three different categories of gifts. They are manifestation gifts, motivation gifts, and gifts of office. Now the manifestation gifts are given, are given as gifts for a specific situation, time, or season. They are not active continuously, but manifest as and when needed. This does not mean that they cannot be operational on an hour-by-hour basis or a daily or weekly basis. It depends on what one is doing. And now the manifestation gifts can be further divided into three subgroups. The revelation gifts, the power gifts, and the inspirational vocal gifts. Let us read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 10. It's 
sort of the passage on spiritual gifts. Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, says, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. So we see the group of gifts that are given there. Now the revelation gifts are the gifts, the, the word of wisdom, or um, where it says, sorry, I'm just trying to find in my passage, is it kind of working? Um, Message of wisdom, or word of wisdom. Message of wisdom, depending on which translation you're reading. So it's a word of wisdom, or message of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or a message of knowledge, distinguishing between spirits. These are revelation gifts that God gives to us. The power gifts are faith, gifts of healing, miracles, or miraculous powers. Those are power gifts. It takes power. There's a gift of faith. That it's, just, it's a power that comes upon you for you to believe for something to happen. And then the inspirational vocal gifts are speaking in different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Let's have a look at the, the motivational The motivation gifts. Let's rewind. Okay. The motivation gifts are those ongoing desires and that inward drive within us that causes us to do things or serve in a particular way. These gifts are more permanent, are motivational gifts. Let's look at Scripture again. Where do we find this in Scripture? Romans 12, verses 6 to 8. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern dilig diligently. If it is mer showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. So the motivational gifts of prophecy, prophecy or prophesying are speaking forth of the truth, not to be confused with the gift of prophecy or the office of the prophet. So it's speaking the truth. So just when you are telling someone about the gospel, that's prophesying. It's speaking the truth about God. It's not necessarily a, a thus saith the Lord type of prophecy. That's a gift of prophecy or the office of the prophet who can, like, hears from God and he speaks what God is saying to us. So it's prophesying. Secondly, service. People love to serve. Service. Teaching, encouraging, giving leadership, uh, giving leadership and mercy. Those are motivational gifts that we see in Romans 12. Um, some people struggle with encouraging, when, when we, especially in our connect group. Some people think when Jill encourages them, it's a little bit more than, no, it's not, it's just a, sorry, <laughs> connect group joke. Um, 
she, Jill does love encouraging people to, to grow in that. She's also a great teacher. I mean, that was her profession, and she's a natural teacher. That was a gift that she had from a young age and has stayed with her all her life. Um, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 9 to 11. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So more motivational gifts are hospitality, speaking, and serving. Um, and when it's saying he, ladies, that includes you as well. Okay, It's not just the men that this is talking to, it's to all of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. So the last two motivational gifts we see are helps and administration. Now, I definitely don't have the gift of administration. I hate administration. There's, uh, you know, it's just something I don't like doing. And I know there are some people here that are really good at it. And, and they've got all their files in order and everything, all their papers are always nice and neat and tidy and they know exactly where everything is. But uh, there are others of us that that's a nightmare. So uh, helps, people who just love to help others and do that. So when a person operates in these specific areas of giftedness, they seem to have limitless energy and enthusiasm, as opposed to becoming quickly exhausted when moving outside of those areas. You know there are things in your life that you just love doing for other people or for, you know, in a situation, and it's never a bother, it's never, and people say, oh, don't, don't have to, you always say, not a problem, not a worry. You know, that's it. Those are gifts that we have in us, our motivational gifts. They just are within us, that God has placed in us. Even if we don't know Him, they are there, because He has created us, and he puts those inside of us, and they come out of us, whether we're serving him or not. We'll be, you, because you'll see many people out in the world today that are great at serving in communities, and, that, and they're not believers, but they're doing it because that's what God has placed in them. They do things like that. People that have administrative gifts and things like that, they don't have to be believers to have those gifts. These are gifts God places in us. They're motivational gifts. And thirdly, the gifts of office are gifts that are translocal and carry an authority and responsibility to the universal church as well as the local church. These gifts of office are given for more than just in the local church. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. It was he, talking of Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. These gifts of office, God has given us these gifts to prepare us for works of service. People that have these gifts of office will teach within the local church, but they will also teach outside of the local church. They will be translocal. They, they will travel to other places, and they play a special function in the body of Christ. They need to, we need them here in the local church, but we need them outside of the local church as well. They are not to do the works of service, but they are to 
to prepare the people for works of service. So they are used for teaching and training, equipping, instructing people. I mean, if you think of those of you who know J. John, you know, he is an evangelist. But his greatest thing is not him going out to the thousands. Yes, he has done that in the past recent while where he's had uh, stadium evangelism. But most of his evangelism is done in going into a local church and equipping the people there on how to evangelize. And that's what it is. It's translocal. He's not stuck just in his own church, but he travels around. And there are many others that you can think of. I'm sure you have people who teach that are just amazing at teaching. And people who pastor well, and they teach others how to pastor well. And people like that. I mean, there's some we know in the vineyard movement. We can think of people that are just really great in encouraging you and training you and teaching you how to be a really good pastor. Whatever it is, one of those gifts. And that's what they do. They train and they equip. And we need to take every opportunity to be trained by those who have been appointed into translocal ministry and then to take what we have learned, begin to operate in it, and then also teach others. 2 Timothy chapter 2 two tells us, it's not on the scriptures, but tells us that what we heard in the, in the presence of many witnesses, share with those who teach those who will teach others. It's four generations of four uh, levels of teaching going from the one who's teaching it, you're receiving it, you teach those that will teach others. And we need to be doing that. So that's a very brief overview of the types of spiritual gifts. And we will look at them in, in, in depth um, over the next coming weeks. But I said that I wanted to look at three other aspects, namely who gives the gifts, who are the gifts given to, and why are the gifts given. So who gives the gifts? Let's look again at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 46. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men and women. The gifts are given by the Godhead. I know that we often speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And yes, Jesus did say that he had to go back to heaven. He had to go to heaven to be with his Father so that they could send the promised Holy Spirit. Luke 24, 49 tells us that. But we have to look at these verses. When we look at these verses, we see three things. Verse 4, it says, The gifts are given by the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. These are the manifestation gifts. They come through the Holy Spirit. Verse 5 speaks of service. It's the same Lord. That's Jesus Christ is our Lord. He gives the gifts of office. He appoints those into the gifts of office. And then verse 6, the workings are the same God. That's the Father. He gives the motivational, motivation gifts, those gifts that are just within us, inherent within us, whether we are believers or not. So the gifts from, come from God the Father, sent by Jesus Christ the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit. The whole of the Godhead is involved in the giving of these gifts. Now, who are the gifts given to? Again, let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Romans 12, 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. To each one is given, and we have different gifts, means all of us, all of us, each and every one of us here who has been born again, when you are born again, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38 tells us that. Um, when we, we are born again, we receive a deposit of the Holy Spirit. He comes into us, and with that, 
we are able to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. There's also a baptism in the Spirit, but that's another teaching for another time, where the Holy Spirit comes upon us, empowers us, even greater. But we have these gifts from the Holy Spirit, so it's given to each one of us. No one who is a born-again believer has no gifts. That's not possible, because God's Word says we have them. And lastly, why are the gifts given? Again, let's look once more at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Now, to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the common good. The gifts are given for the common good. For the good of all of us. If God has given you a gift and you're not exercising it, or gifts, and you're not exercising them, then it means that others are losing out. Not just you. Others are losing out because you are not operating the gifts that God has given you or being open to God giving you gifts to operate in them. God wants each and every one of us to know what gifts we have and to be operating in them so that the body of Christ is operating as it should be. Imagine if your right arm just decided to stop functioning. If you're left-handed, think of your left arm. If you predominantly right-handed people in, in most gatherings, if your right arm just suddenly stopped functioning. It didn't think it was worthy to do what it was designed to do. Or, even something smaller than that, your thumb. Something you found very difficult to do things without your thumb. You know, we've got a, a thumb that's opposed to our fingers. It's what differentiates us from monkeys. And we can do things that they cannot do because we have a thumb that helps us. Imagine what it would be like trying to operate without a thumb. You would lose out on being able to function as you were made to function. Now, I know people adapt and are very good at adapting when they have things where they are missing parts of their body. We see that all the time. They used to be called disabled. Nowadays, they're called other-abled because they can still do things, and it's wonderful that we've seen that people who have missing limbs or whatever it is, are no longer restricted to being, not being able to function properly. They are able to do so many different things. But we were created to be whole, and we were created to function properly. We are all part of the body of Christ, and when we are not doing what we should be doing, then we are the cause of the body of Christ not functioning at full capacity and full ability. We want to be functioning at full capacity and full ability. God has given each and every one of us gifts, and he wants us to use them, not for our own glory or gratification, but so that his body will grow and that his name will be glorified. Ask God to reveal the gifts that he has given you and begin to operate in them. Also, in every meeting that you're in, be asking the Holy Spirit if he has anything that he wants you to do or say. Or does he have a scripture or a picture that he wants you to share? Be open to be used by the Holy Spirit every moment of every day. The gifts are not for just in church meetings, but definitely for outside the building in our everyday life. Always be open to be used by the Holy Spirit. Jesus operated outside of the church meetings. He, Wherever he was, he did out most of, or about all of his um, miracles were done outside of the synagogue, outside of general meetings 
of the people gathering together. He was out in the open. And God wants us to be doing the same today. It's what brings people into the presence of God. When they see us operating the gifts of the Spirit, and God begins to manifest and do things while we are, we are out there in His presence um, and bring His presence to the earth, people see that and are touched by it and are changed by it. So we need to be open to the Holy Spirit, to be used by Him wherever we are, not just Sunday mornings or Sunday meetings or midweek meetings, but outside of our meetings as well. So over the next number of weeks, God willing, I want to build on this and give us a fuller understanding of the gifts of the Spirit, look at them more specifically so that we know what the gifts are and how and when to use them. Um, so that's what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks. This is just the foundation of the gifts of the Spirit that God has given to us. Got some discussion questions. Um, our favorite one, what stood out most for you in this message? Secondly, do you find it difficult to move in the power of the Spirit? What do you think the problem is? Thirdly, what do you believe are your motivational gifts? And with that, what motivational gifts do you see in those around your table? But so often people see gifts in us that we don't see in ourselves. And it's so good to have people speak into our lives and say, but I really I see this in you. So as you gather around, do that. Then pray for one another. And if you're struggling to move in the, the power of the Holy Spirit or gifts of the Holy Spirit, get people to pray for you and, and ask God to do that. So thank you. Those of you online, thank you for staying with us. And I trust that you will look at these questions and um, you'll discuss them with someone when you find time. Thank you, guys. It's Move around, don't just sit at the table that you normally sit at. Go and sit with someone else and um, start discussing.